Other podcasts never keep their focus on their chosen subject matter. This week we're going to talk about this subject, but I want to talk about another subject that I'm going to talk about for three hours because that's what you don't want to hear and that's what we're going to be discussing. We always make sure we stay right on time. Hold on. Hold on. I'm doing a podcast. Fuck off. TMA Studios. It's what you want. This is Miss Layla Harden. You're listening to SWN Stovall Wrestling Network. Okay, let's do this fucking shit. What's going on, everyone? It's me, Caleb Stovall, here back with another edition of the Stovall Wrestling Network, the SWN podcast. Wherever you can get your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Radio, and so on and so forth and of course we are brought to you as always by the one and only TNB Studios I hope you're all though doing well it is great to hear from everyone uh, and be with you here on the Stovall Wrestling Network as always we're going to have some fun right here which is what the world needs right now I, I feel like just more and more every day especially with all of this Corona scare and, and COVID-19 stuff going on. Um, you know, I, I know there's still just a lot of uncertainty, a lot of people with questions and stuff like that. So hopefully just like pro wrestling itself, this can be a distraction for you uh, while you're driving to, uh, you know, work while you're sitting at home with nothing to do, you know, and everything like that. Love for you though, uh, to be here and to be a part of the conversation right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. And last week, I had such a good response uh, for last week's episode. Uh, I had two very special guests with me. I had the survivor of fame, Bill Blanchard, and Mr. Jay Garganis. And uh, that was really fun to have uh, those two guys, um, the guys from Why We Love Wrestling, and, of course, the shootout with Bill Blanchard. Uh, Check those out right here on TMB Studios. However, they are not here this week. Oh my goodness, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Be careful, he's back. He's the one, he's the only, he's TMB Studios himself, Chris Mother Effin' Dickens. I don't Chris. know if I, if I was built up or if I was like, just, I don't know. <laughs> I like it though. <laughs> What is going on, SWN Fan Nation, TMB wow, Studios listeners? you sound listeners. like you are just happy to be here. Dudney folks, Dudney folks, come on, Chris. They're excited okay, to let have me, you back. Oh, you want me to throw it out there like that? Okay, hold on. Let me channel my inner my inner, um, you know, commentator, even though I wasn't a part of that TikTok video that went around. Um <clears throat> What's going on, SWN Fan Nation? It's Chris Dickens back here on the Stovall Wrestling Network, ready to talk <laughs> some pro wrestling action. Here with the one, the only, the man himself, Caleb Stovall. Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's, that's just slightly better. <laughs> slightly better. Okay. No, no, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to. I'm glad to be back on. Um, I didn't get the chance to do last week's episode, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, Survivor Pain, Bill Blanchard, and uh, Jay Garganis, not Garganis, make you sound like he will never mind. He does have. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I almost <laughs> went there, but 
they did an amazing job. It was a, an incredible episode. Um, I actually got a chance to listen to it. And those guys, uh, anytime that they have the opportunity to be on SWN, uh, it's a gift. It's a given. It's a godsend. So I'm glad they were able to be on. I'm glad you guys were able to, to discuss professional wrestling in a manner that, uh, you know, it's not very often discussed like that. It's very hard to find people who have a passion and a love for the sport of professional wrestling like we do. So yes. with both of them being able to bring that to the table, it made an incredible episode. And you guys have got to check out their podcast, uh, We Love Wrestling, WLW. Uh, the inaugural episode is online right now. And on the shootout with Bill Blanchard, they've actually... Part one of a two-part series is aired with the owner of United Championship Wrestling's Don Brown finally opening up on everything that has been uh, talked <laughs> I about. I saw that. Stated. I was like, I was like, good God, that's definitely going to be a shootout episode. <laughs> yes, I listened to part one, and um, I'm anticipating next week's edition of part two because apparently there's going to be talks about. My final days in United Championship Wrestling and his side of the story. So I'm really anticipating that because oh, as soon boy. as I get a chance to hear it, if things don't tend to kind of come around the way that I think they're going to be said, which I, I have a good feeling um, that I know what's going to be said. Uh, and if that's the case, well, then I may just have to mosey my way back down to the studio with Mr. Survivor of Pain himself and. Uh, kind of let my side of the tale be told on that. But that's here or now. This right. is SWN. This is uh, the Stovall Wrestling Network, hence the middle word, which is everybody's favorite word. And I'm not going to steal your stick, so I'm going to pass it back to you so you can have at it. <laughs> well, well, thank you for that, uh, uh, Chris. Well, yes, you know, um, it is my thing and, and, and everything like that. And, of course, I hope it's your thing, too, because we're fixing to talk about it. I don't want to waste any more time. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Let's talk about... Every single time. But... Uh, real quick, uh, we, we are going to have to start off on kind of a, a, a somber note here, uh, Chris, um, uh, you know, because I wasn't able to mention it uh, on last week's uh, podcast, but uh, I, I am going to mention it here this week. Uh, we lost uh, a very good um, uh, ring announcer in, uh, in, in Howard Finkel, the, the legendary Howard Finkel, the Fink. Um, is no longer with us. Um, and Chris, you know, I, I, th- th- this guy's career is, is just incredible, if you think about it, because he has called some of the biggest matches in history. And, the ter- and you know, the phrase, and new, was never more prominent uh, when, when this guy said it. Um, just, just an amazing career. You know, he, he got to live his dream, uh, and be in the professional wrestling business. And that's sometimes all you can ask for at the end of the day. Is it not? It, it really is all you can ask for. Um, and, and the news I had to find out the very hard way. Um, and 
you know, usually I find things out pretty quick, but somebody else had posted about it and it just kind of like dropped my heart because I remember watching Howard Finkel, uh, especially during the Attitude Era um, with all those major historical uh, matches, you know, uh, and you always heard it. It was like, the winner of the match, Hanu! And as soon as you heard that, you had goosebumps go down your spine and, and your hairs on your arms raised up. It was a, It was just... Something magical that Howard Finkel brought to the table, brought to the dance. Um, and, and a lot of people made this statement, and there's a truth to that, that when you went to WWE or, or WWF, whichever way it went at the time you went, you always wanted to hear the Fink announce you. It was something about hearing Howard Finkel announce you to the ring that lets you know you made it. And... A right. lot of people got to experience that through the years, and he's an intricate part of wrestling's history, and no one's ever going to be able to replace him. No one's ever going to be able to do what Howard Finkel did. So it, it really hurt to see it. It, it was a it was a shot to the heart, um, very emotional, uh, but his memories will never be forgotten, and. He's put his mark on the business, and, and that's something that can never be taken away. So uh, much love to Howard Finkel. May he rest in peace. And like I said, his legacy will continue to live on. Yeah, it it, 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 uh, it truly will. And uh, if you want to know how much of an impact he had on, uh, on a lot of people's lives... Uh, go and listen to the latest episode of, uh, of Something to Wrestle With. Um, Bruce Pritchard had not even, uh, I guess, or had, has not even been able to sleep. You know, so much has been going on in WWE and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he, he does the podcast. And uh, he, was like, he was like, well, I'm going to have to start off on a bad note here. And I mean, dude, he literally breaks down on uh, on the podcast. Um, you know, just he, you know, he's gonna miss his buddy, basically. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, not only uh, was Howard Finkel a great announcer, he was a great man, and he was a great person, a great human being. So we're gonna miss you, Fink. Thank you for all the memories and. Uh, and stuff like that, and rest in peace, uh, and our thoughts and prayers are with friends and family uh, for the or for Howard Finkel, the Fink. Uh, anyways, it, so now let's move on to now happier subjects, or frustrating subjects, if you, depending on <laughs> whose point of view you're looking at it from. Uh, but anyways, <coughs> yeah, so right here on the Stoval Wrestling Network, we try to tell you about the past, the present and the future, you know, uh, and we're going to start with the present. We're going to start with what's going on currently uh, in WWE. And uh, Chris, you know, I talked to Jay and Bill about this last week, about a lot of the four lowings going on in WWE right now. And I got mm-hmm. their take on it, but I really wanted, I really wanted to get your take on all of this. Uh, what did you think when you started seeing all of this stuff? Uh, going on in WWE. Well, again, um, I wasn't really sure what was truth and what was reality when you hit the dirt sheets up 
Um, well, of course, no one ever yeah, does. <laughs> you can't guarantee what you're reading is factual. But right. then it popped up on WWE's website. Well, and, and, and real quick, before I say that, you know, a, a lot of the news, a lot of the, you know, behind the scenes stuff, you know, I get from Wrestling Source News a lot of the times. Um, I, I, I do sometimes listen to what Meltzer and stuff says. Um, but a lot of that stuff, yeah, you have to take that with a grain of salt. But yeah. Um, as you were saying, I mean, you were hearing it from WWE Network or WWE.com, rather, I should say. Yeah, and it, once I saw that, it, it cemented. And it's crazy the fact that so many huge names were actually part of this uh, cut. And I, I couldn't believe some of them, like, like Rusev was one that I wasn't expecting. Gallows Nobody and was. Anderson. Gallows and Anderson was another one I definitely did not see coming, uh, especially with the success you know AJ Styles has been having as of late, and him being part of that faction, you know the OC. And he was not happy when he found out. Apparently, no, he wasn't. He made it perfectly clear that he felt responsible for you know them leaving. That he did not you know, protect them. He wasn't the big brother that they needed. Well, then again, you know, but that's not his call. No, it wasn't. Uh, but the thing was, is just, it's crazy. I can understand, you know, NXT people. I can understand some of the people in the office, but, you know, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, Rusev, um, I, I didn't even know Kurt Angle was still a part of the company in some aspects until I saw this. And I'm like, you really cut Kurt? Yeah, I didn't understand that one. It was like, I was like, at the most, he's on, I mean, at, at the most, he had to be on a Legends contract. That, either that or he was backstage working behind the scenes, which is, uh, I think, one of the things he really wanted to do. Which um, is, but again, then, why would you not have him in that kind of role? Because doesn't that seem like the perfect guy to have in that kind yeah, of role? Yeah, it's the perfect guy to have. But as we keep going down this list that they sent out, Drake Maverick, okay? Oh, you have God, him. his video. His video yeah, He broke, man. It is. The thing was, is he was in this big storyline in this tournament for the Cruiserweight Championship. And you wrote him off? What the? F- you know, it doesn't make any sense. And then Zack Ryder. <laughs> Come on, man. How many and times is Zack Ryder going to get fired? That was on the network. Be what? I said, and Zack Ryder had a show that was not only on the network. He also had a podcast that was bringing uh, that could have brought them attention as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of names. I mean, uh, Heath Slater. I that's just one that, you know, through the years, he survived every single termination possible. You know, and all of a sudden, boom, he's gone. Leo Rush, I I, I saw that coming. Okay, I'm not Leo Rush, I wasn't surprised that either. But Sarah Logan? I, I didn't see that one coming. No Way Jose? Kurt Hawkins, I didn't even see coming. Mike and Maria Kanellis, I did, though. That was crazy. And then the ones that caught my eye, though, was Eric Young and EC3. 
And and the reason that it caught my eye was I knew that nothing was going on with neither one of them creatively once they got to the main roster. Yeah. So now, now it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be we're going to see them on AEW television or they're going back home to, to impact. impact Wrestling. Yeah. And I mean, and, and the, there was one more that caught my attention that really blew my mind. And I, I, I really was like, what the, f- excuse my language on this, but it is my freaking production company. What the fuck WWE? Mike Kyoto. Referee Mike Kyoto. A yeah, man I, who is synonymous. Yeah, I saw this one. yeah, synonymous with WWE. Been there since 1989. Has refereed some of the most highly impactful historical matches in WWE's history. And, and you sent. It has the hardest ring slap in history. Referee yes. slap. Out of anyone. No one even came close to breaking that one. No, and you sent him home. You termed him. Why? Uh, well, we're going to get into why uh, in just a minute because I'm pretty sure we all know why. And uh, it was it was also reported that not only did these four lowings have happened but a week prior to this the xfl shut down operations and it might not even have been a week it might have even just been two days um after this i really don't know but it wasn't it wasn't long after this the xfl uh shut down operations for a second time which is still it's it's mind-blowing to me because I, you know, I don't even see how, like, this one was actually talked about in, in, in good form. Like, a lot of sports people, like, legitimate sports people, I'm not talking, you know, wrestling historians or, or, or whatnot, but legit sports analysts were like, no, this, this is actually a pretty good football league this time around. And then, yeah. you know, the, the, the coronavirus happens and, and we have to shut, you know, league play down. But I'm sitting there going, but but you would think that we would be able to hit another season at least. And right. There must have been it must have been because uh, they didn't make enough money when they did have the games or something like that. Or. It, it, and a lot of this, I, I also credit to the fact that they Im- immediately. When the season shut down, they lost their franchise guy, which was P.J. Walker. Right. Uh, he was making a lot of headlines and stuff like that. Now, I'm not going to get off into a football tangent or, or, or whatnot because that's not what this is. But the reason that we're talking about this is because it has been reported. Now, this is not reported. By, this was reported by Wrestling Source News and, 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 and other um, uh, various outlets and stuff like that. But this was reported by ESPN themselves. That former XFL commissioner Oliver Luck has, is suing 
Vince McMahon for wrongful termination or something like that. It's either like wrongful termination or it has, you know, obviously it has stuff to do with money. So, Chris. Well, from what from what I've seen, and and I, I, I want to dive into this. Yes. Uh, from what I've to. seen, that whatever was put in his term papers, he's fighting it. Stating that he did everything he was contractually obligated to do with the resurrection of the XFL all the way back to 2018. And that he was owed the money from the contractual agreement, and that's why he's suing Vince McMahon. I don't know what Vince McMahon put in those termination papers. I know that they shut the league down, stating that it was due to uh, the the you know the lockdown from COVID nineteen. Still yeah, doesn't make any just, sense to me. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me either. How how is it due to that? Yeah, it, because- it doesn't. I understand. Okay, the the. NBA shut down. We didn't get to see college basketball in March Madness because of the coronavirus. We had the NFL. Yeah, everything got shut down completely. Every sport got shut down. But I don't hear... Yeah, everything. Everything was shut down. But you don't hear anything about Major League Baseball, um, you know, like closing out. You don't hear any other sports league... Closing their doors. But the XFL closes its doors. And then we find out that part of the, the, the one thing that we discussed the most about, we discussed uh, in past episodes when this was first being, you know, run through, that Vince McMahon had pulled money from his own stock portfolio in WWE and started up the new sports company. Alpha right. Entertainment, right? Right. And then we find out once they shut down that that's not the case. The WWE actually had so much percentage in ownership of the XFL. So a lot of this was just a money grab to get back money that was taken from the WWE. Because if it's not producing, then the money's not going back to WWE. So, shut it down and get the get you know all this money or whatnot, and then terminate the people that you know help build it up and put a reason why you don't have to pay him, and he's finally gotten caught. Yeah, and now he has to answer to the piper. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I, and here's the thing. Uh, a lot of people, including myself, uh, like Oliver Luck. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could tell he was a legit guy and stuff like that. So, I mean, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a very bad situation. But here's my thing, right? Could it also have to do with the fact that right now, as if we take out merchandise sales, maybe. But right now, the WWE ain't making a dime right now. It's making a dime off of their television contracts. Maybe well, some merchandise sales on WWE shop. And 
sponsors for commercial well, airtime. Well, does it just seem though to me? And and I I we've talked about it here on the show before, and I talked about it with uh, Jay and Bill last week. But you know, to me, it just seems like every single day the WWE are shooting themselves in the foot image wise. I mean, they are not because here's the thing, you know. You've already had a lot of stuff go downhill for them over the past couple of years, image-wise. The Saudi Arabia thing is not helping them whatsoever. It might be helping them money-wise, but as far as image-wise, it is not helping uh, their case. Um, You know, some shady business dealings and stuff like that over the years the way that they've handled contracts and the way some talent speak about them and stuff like that. And then, you know, through this whole COVID-19 bullshit, they just have not helped. They, they have not done anything to help their image. Oh, and, and, and not for, and, and not for the fact too, that it, it clearly shows that they want to be a monopoly in this business because AEW didn't even challenge them. They challenged AEW. Yeah. And it just seems like it it it, it just like like I want to know if there's someone around there in WWE, whether it's Triple H, Stephanie, or Shane, who is just going, hey guys, um our image is not good right now. <laughs> Like, our image is not good right now. What We need to fix the image of WWE right now because we're not helping each other. And it has nothing to do with the talent. Can't blame the talent. Talent's just doing what they're asked to do. One guy. It's Vince McMahon. As he's getting older, I think he's losing his mind. <laughs> like Vince McMahon has already lost his mind, his mind. Chris. Vince McMahon has already lost his mind. I think half the time he just has a book sitting in his lap. Oh, what am I going to do now? Flips the book up, puts his finger well, on it. That's it. But here's right. Here, here's the thing. All right. Like, 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 like. Let's talk about the like, like, like. What were they doing wrong? Because that—that's what I want to know. Because here's the thing. The first day that they kicked off, everyone was actually talking about it. The ratings were up and stuff like that. And then over the next few weeks, you know, it seemed like they were getting more and more talk about them. You know, people would criticize the play at times, but I'm like, okay, but have you seen some of the way a lot of the NFL teams play? You know, <laughs> like that, that has nothing to do with it and stuff like that. But it seemed like they were on the right track. And I, I just mean, I, I don't ahead. get it either, and I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you know, for their their opening weekend, they had three point one million viewers. Okay, more, That's more views huge. than they do on Raw. <laughs> yeah, but it did. It did. They have stated that the the ratings sagged a little bit before this COVID nineteen outbreak hit. That might have something to do with it again, and you know, Vince might have looked at it and be like, "Well, I don't want to have." you know, this fail again because of fledgling ratings. Which, here's my thing. All sports have fledgling ratings. 
Thank you. I was about to say, you know, I just, I don't understand that right now. Every sport has fledgling ratings because again, you have to take it. And this is something I don't think any of them take into consideration. Okay. And I didn't mean to cut you off either, Chris. If no, I you're did, perfectly I fine. I, I, but I just made my statement, you know, basically not everybody's going to want to see every game. They're going to pick right. their team and that's who they're going to want to watch. It, so, it, it, exactly. It, it's like, it's like, okay, you know, say, say you've got down here in Georgia Bulldogs, right? Georgia Bulldogs territory, right? College right. football's on, okay? Yeah, there. Yeah, you do have those fans who are like, I just want a football game on in the background or something like that, or I just want football to sit there and watch. But nine times out of ten, it's going to be, you know, the only game that they give a fuck about is what Georgia is is what the Georgia Bulldogs do. It's the same thing if you have a New England Patriots game on. It's the same thing if you have, you know, in the NBA, it's the same thing if you have a Golden State or a Cleveland, you know, uh, uh, Cavaliers game. You know, it's the same thing if you have an Atlanta Braves game. It's, it's people in, in different cities watch their team and then you've got the occasional fans who will just watch every single game. But now there's just there's just not enough time in the day that people just aren't going to do that, you know. And so, like, if you had if you had people in Houston, well, guess what? All they all they cared about were the Houston uh, Roughnecks. They didn't care about the Dallas Renegades or the Tampa Bay Vipers. And plus, that's another thing: you don't know how a team is going to perform. I knew that when they had Tampa Bay Viper games on, that their ratings were going to slip because the team was terrible. You know? Didn't win a single game, I think. So unless you have a team... So now, if you had a Houston game on, though, with P.J. Walker, well, then that game was going to be skyrocket because you knew who was going to... You know, you knew what you were going to see. You know, it just it's it's stuff like that. And I don't think McMahon is able to take into consideration that kind of stuff. Man, he, he never will. He just needs yeah, to I, just stick to WWE and I don't know, sit his happy ass behind Gorilla and just pretend like he knows what he's doing and laugh at every fart joker. You know, whatever's well, well, been made. Uh, I, I, I agree, <laughs> but, well, he, he, here's the thing, right? My thing is, though, is is is, 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 is let's talk about WWE right now. All right. You know, let's let's move on from the XFL. Let's talk about WWE right now. OK. One minute they want to do tapings. The next minute they want to do live. And then they want to go back to tapings. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Okay, so I, I actually got a little insight on this, and this is um, where all this craziness come from. They okay. started doing tapings because, of course, they had no other alternative. Right. You know, what What are you going to do when you're beat your your race against the clock, and you're forcing? Um, everybody to shut down and they only have a limited amount of time to 
to get everything together and add WrestleMania. So, of course, they filmed everything in advance. Well, Understandable. Real quick, real quick, before you continue on, that's another thing with this image thing that has not helped them. It was how long it took them to make the decision about WrestleMania. That was mistake. That was one of their biggest mistakes so far. Not, not, not the event itself, which we, you know we'll talk about that in just a minute. I'm not talking about the event itself. You know whether or not it was a good idea to air the event. I'm talking about how long it took them to make that decision. I mean, yeah, it didn't take them long at all. It was. It was literally at the last minute yeah. that they made that decision, and that was that's terrible because you had you had everybody from sports and concerts that had to shut down, and you had WWE who's like, "Well, we don't know if we're going to shut down," even though half of our fans that are coming to the event are coming from the European market. Mm-hmm. I, it's just it's 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 terrible. But but go back to what you were saying. No, it's it's and I agree with you wholeheartedly. It, it was dumb on their part to wait so long to the to the actual point to where you know the governor of Florida and the mayor uh, were going to actually make the decision for them. And that was when they were like, okay, we we're gonna. We're not going to do it there. We're, we're going to do it at the Performance Center. And I think they were trying to get, you know, um, I guess it's um, an insurance payout or whatever because the event would be canceled and it wouldn't be their fault. I don't know. But what I do know is is that they were up against a clock to get everything together and have WrestleMania filmed and all that before the shutdown. Okay? Right. Then all of a sudden, they're deemed an essential business. Which I don't see how, but okay. And it, 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 and it came after Linda donated, gave money to, uh, was, it, was it Orlando? The city of Orlando or the state of Florida? One or the other. She gave so many millions of dollars I, yeah, to Yeah, I think it was the state of Florida. Yeah, she gave uh, so many millions of dollars to him. And all of a sudden, WWE's an essential business? Oh, they're they're here for our entertainment. Half of us don't even watch that crap because that's what it is right now. And I, I made this statement um, on on my other podcast when I was talking with um, Josh Fields that it just comes off as odd when they're pandering to no crowd. It feels weird. Unlike uh, you know AEW when they did it, they actually had their wrestlers spaced out along ringside. Following CDC guidelines, and it feels authentic. It just yeah. feels right. But back to to this, when they got that, they they were decided they were essential. That's when Vince was like, "Okay, we'll do live tapings because we have contracts with USA and Fox that says if we don't do so many live events, we're in breach of contract." Yeah, but so, here's here's and, and and I've heard that, and 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 to me that is the most asinine thing, because at this point in time nobody's doing live programming. How can you expect someone, you know? How can you expect uh, the WWE to do live programming when no one is doing live programming? Exactly. It, it just doesn't make any sense. 
because gotcha. shortly after shortly after that is when Fox and USA both sent letters to WWE and said, "Look, with everything going on right now, we don't care as long as you provide us with original unseen content that has not hit anybody else's networks so we can provide authentic entertainment for everybody and it's not a breach of your contract as long as it's new unseen content and, and that made sense because it's kind of like you know ECW got that spot on TNN and the first episode was matches from a pay-per-view that had just aired months ago yeah so that wasn't original content so that made sense so yeah. ultimately it's just the McMahon family are money-hungry, greedy SOBs. Excuse me, and don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good that comes from, like, Stephanie and them. They have the Connors Cure and all those uh, fundraising benefit things and all. But Vince McMahon, and it trickles down the tree. I'm sorry. They're greedy. All they care about is money. All they care about is just making sure that their pockets are lined, and that's that. It's a straight up, but it's business, and there's nothing more we can say or do about it. It's just business, and well, it's a hard pill to swallow, but that's – it's crazy. Yeah, well, and and I, you bring up a lot of good points uh, on that, and, I mean, I, I can see that. I don't – I don't necessarily think that way about Triple H or Stephanie or Shane or anything. I'm not saying that that, that they're not necessarily, but I just I don't think it runs like Vince, you know, you know, the like 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 this is all Vince, you know. This is just him that of like of like I don't know what to do in, in this time period because well, you know, Jackass, no one knows what to do right now, like. This is we've never been faced with a situation uh, like this, and, and, and I, I understand trying to run during this, but what I don't understand is why you know you're paying so much to broadcast live for one thing, and then you're and, and then you're not making any money back. You know, you're not making any money for merch right now. Not as much as you would be if people were there live. And to yeah. me, to me, and and you know, I, I was gonna wait uh, it, to talk about this later, but I'll just go ahead and talk about it right now. To me, the the empty arena stuff, whether it be WWE or whether it be AEW, even AEW, you know, trying to, you know, make it pretty entertaining, and it is at times. I, even Impact Wrestling trying to do it. I'm just not feeling it. And I and I think that the wrestling fans in general are not feeling it. We understand and we get, you know, what you're all trying to do, and we appreciate it. But I'm just, I'm not feeling this presentation after a while. Like, it's just like, man, I just, I really want the crowd reaction. You know, I it, really it comes off as flat. It really does. And to me, 
I think Eric Bischoff said it best on uh, 83 Weeks uh, recently, which is, you know, I think you need to go away for a little bit. I think it's okay for AEW not to run a show. I think it's okay for w- I definitely think it's okay for WWE right now. Don't run a don't run a brand new Raw. Don't run a brand new SmackDown or NXT for that matter. You know, go <sighs> disappear for a month, and then that way the crowd can get a little breather and miss it, and then want it more. Exactly. Because I've always said that about sports. I've always said that about the NFL and college football. There are two days in sports, I believe. Well, even the MLB for that matter. Major League Baseball. There's there's two or three days that people look forward to in sports the most. Opening NFL kickoff day and opening college football day. And then, yep. of course, opening day in, uh, in Major League uh, Baseball. Yep. For hockey fans, it's the opening of the NHL season. You know, for basketball, it's all this. But what do all of those have in common? They're the opening days. Do what? They're all opening days, which means they have an end. Exactly. There's an, there's an end to look forward to, you know, and you can get a breather from it. In fact, I often heard, and maybe this might have been another reason that the XFL just didn't work a second time. I don't know, you know, but I think it was the fact of really people had had enough of football. They were like, they were like, no, you know what? We're kind of done. We're ready to wait until the next season. We're ready to get things, you know, back on, uh, you know, back on track and stuff like that. We're ready to take that breather from it, you know. And then, of course, the the timing and everything like that. But I've always wondered that about wrestling is wrestling is so consumed. And it does. It's not just WWE, although I think that probably the majority wants to blame on it. But wrestling is always presented with a weekly show. And it's like, what if we, like, what if we didn't do that for once? What say you? I mean, I, I, I completely agree. It, take a breather. Take a break. If we did have Raw, if we didn't have SmackDown, if we didn't have NXT, and, and for that matter, AEW is still new, but if we didn't have, if we didn't have wrestling right now for a month, none right. of it. You know, no WWE, no AEW, no Impact, no, no, no nothing. We had nowhere to turn except for old videos. We would turn to those, just like sports fans are turning to old footage from, like, old games past and gone. Right. And we would start missing it. We would crave it more. So whatever came out, we wouldn't critique it as much. We wouldn't talk trash about it. We'd be happy it was there. And, you know, and, and, and here's another point I want to bring up. You know, people talk about, well, you know, everything is streaming. No one has cable, blah, blah, blah anymore. And, and, and while that may be true, the biggest shows in streaming 
such as you know Stranger Things, all of the Marvel series, um, uh, you know the, the the Mandalorian, even you know on Disney Plus. Here's the thing: they all still have a break. You know, it's 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 ten or eleven episodes, and then you have to wait. Uh, of course, that's because they have to film it and stuff like that. But I just I thought about this the other day. I thought, why not, you know, and I understand, I guess it's because their contract and stuff like that. But I've, I've never understand, I've, I've never understood why wrestling feels as though it has to produce a weekly show every single week. Because it's like, to me, you've got to have the anticipation for it again. Right, and I feel it, it like that's only makes where sense. WWE has lost it completely. Uh, all right, let's put it like let's go back and look at Lucha Underground. Let's look at uh, exactly. Wow Women of Wrestling. Yes, you know they're they're episodic. They last a complete season, and then it goes away, and then it comes back on television, and and we pick up where we left off. So it makes sense. Exactly. Like, I feel like, you know, if WrestleMania is truly the Super Bowl, well, then I feel like that's where it should end for a little bit. Like, it should end for at least a month or two. And then we start back, you know? And it just, I don't know. I feel like there's too much. And, like, it's interesting because I thought about this the other day. Uh, first of all, I'm still excited about AEW regardless. You know, they're in a different talk in ways, all right? Yes. But the wrestling that I'm most looking forward to after all of this right now is NWA, MLW, and ROH. Why? Because they're not putting out anything right now. I mean, nope. they're putting out, you know, stuff you know, old stuff. They don't have any new stuff right now. So it's like, so it's like, you know, you kind of have this anticipation of like, Oh, well, you know, what, what are they going to do when they get back? You know? Right. And you know, that's the beauty of them being both mostly internet based is that the fan base on the internet is, uh, vastly more majority than say you know your regular television watchers, right. so we can go and they can continuously post content that is recapping things or or bringing people up to speed about what's going on with the talent outside of the ring, and we're still intrigued and we're still anticipating that next event. We're still anticipating when they return. Unlike with WWE, the only thing I anticipate on Friday Night SmackDown is if Bailey's going to be wearing jeans or not. Um, <laughs> other than that, I could care less. I could care less about, um, well, you know, they, they're doing a pretty decent bit with Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. And it, well, anything Bray Wyatt does is going to be good regardless. Yeah, I mean, it's making sense, but it would make more sense in front of a crowd with a reaction. And it it's like, and it's, 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 think of the promos and commercials you could make to build up the return. The return of Friday Night SmackDown, the return of Monday Night Raw, 
you know, and, and but I don't feel as though like like even you know during this they should just do. I I feel like they should do that every single year. I, feel I like think they're holding to on to break. that longest episodic television program bit a little too hard. That they Who have cares? to produce every week. Nobody gives a shit. We don't it, it, care it, look, that you've look. been on TV longer than The Simpsons. We look, don't care it, that. Here's the thing you know, about that. Here's the thing about that. Right. I told my friend that, and he was like. Oh, they had that? Okay, I didn't know that. I was like, it doesn't matter. It's a pointless, it's a pointless title that nobody cares about. Nobody cares that, that, that it's the longest. And it would still be the longest reigning episodic television. Yeah. Weekly, just... I guess. Weekly, if, if, if you did it that way. Well, I guess it wouldn't be. I, I don't know. But it just, to me... You need to have, a, like, you know, they, they've said absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, I feel like that's kind of where WWE is. Like, there's so much of WWE out there that it's like you need to pull back and, you know, kind of create some anticipation, I guess. I, I don't know, but we... We could go on for days and stuff like that, but right now, you know, it's just it's a messy situation in WWE. It, it's it's it it has been what many in the company, including Bruce Pritchard, uh, was saying that it was one of the roughest and toughest weeks of their lives ever working in WWE. So it's it, it it's bad, but. That doesn't mean that it's terrible for everyone. You know, obviously there are people still there having good careers, that have a good job, that like their job uh, a lot. You know, so you got to take you got to take it with a grain of salt. You know, it's the experience is what you make it, you know, kind of thing. Yes. Um, But uh, let's let's talk about AEW uh, real quick. Um, they right now the biggest thing that they have uh, going on is the TNT Championship Tournament. Yes, um, going on. It's basically the, the new title that they announced. Chris, we haven't been able to talk about it. Uh, what's your thoughts on the new TNT Championship uh, idea for AEW? Well, I. You know, it's another, um, hey, we appreciate being on Turner Network, so let's name a championship belt after them. Uh, so, um, it's actually quite an entertaining tournament, and it's brought on a lot of unique opportunities. Mainly, one of our own, uh, actually, a few of our own getting opportunities to go and work uh, AEW, but, but mostly recently, we know Sammy Guevara is in the tournament. Obviously, we, we we knew that. So this past uh, this, this past Wednesday, we got to see Pineapple Pete himself, Sugar D, yeah, on Sammy Guevara, and you know I I have to I have to make this statement about Sugar D. The guy is actually utilizing this for everything it's worth. Yeah, he lost on national television to Sammy Guevara. Who cares? But have you seen the promos that he's cutting 
on his social media. Have you had a chance to see those yet? Yeah, I, I I haven't been able to watch all of them and stuff like that, but I've seen a few of them. Oh my god, he's just. He's Have you so seen good. the most recent one where he's no, he's continuously watching over and over his loss to Sammy Guevara? He's sitting in the floor. He's crying himself to sleep. He's eating like week old takeout food and doesn't care because <laughs> he wants to die of food poisoning. <laughs> and then it cuts. <laughs> It it cuts and it goes to a police standby and then somebody else's voice comes on and offers to help him. And it, it, oh. it's crazy. And I know it's all leading up to him being announced that he's finally uh, elite. And I'm, I'm just, I'm anticipating the moment because I know they've taped everything in advance. And I know that Suge D was at all these tapings. Okay. But the thing is, is that I'm... I, it's just, it's good entertainment to me on that aspect. Right. You know, one of our own here locally that we've watched his career blossom over time. He was at, um, what was it? Um, he was in North Carolina and he was doing ring and uh, commentary at one of yeah. the events you went to see live. PWX. Um, PWX. You know, we've watched his you know, entire career evolved, and now we are watching him make it. And it's unfolding before our very eyes, and it's just something that I I, I, I think is incredible. And, and it come through with this TNT tournament, and, and his loss actually helped that because Sammy Guevara cut a promo and, um, you know, it just led to even more. It's just, I like how AEW is handling a lot of, you know, the storyline aspects. That they're actually making it more sense than not. Uh, push aside the Matt Hardy bit with the teleporting or whatever. Um, which was kind of <laughs> crazy. Um, and they tried to describe it as a hologram that... Uh, the stupid little thing was putting off. Like, really? You used that <laughs> excuse? It was a hologram. Okay. Sure. But, I mean, that's what I tuned in to watch was Shug D face off against Sammy Guevara. Um, and Chris Jericho on commentary. Oh, my God. We go back to that whole statement that you keep making. Is he not the GOAT? <laughs> Yeah, I uh, know him? him and Tony Schiavone have been like receiving high praise um, uh, for their work and stuff like that. Um, their which commentary I is top notch. I, I love it. But yeah, there, I there are some. Go ahead. Sorry. Or I was about to say, I, I, I just I, I, I'm amazed um, at Jericho. And then, I'm, and then I'm amazed at how, you know, Tony Schiavone, just how good he's doing right now. Yeah, he's he just picks it up and they, they just go with it. And it just feels so natural. It's almost like Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler doing commentary together or, or Taz and Michael Cole back in the day. It just feels natural. It feels right. But one yeah. thing that did – one thing that did make me cringe this past Wednesday was – the match between John Moxley and 
yeah, I can't even finish because I was disappointed. And uh, Jake Hager? Why Jake Hager. You didn't like it? It was... I don't know. Number one, I could tell that it was filmed in Florida weeks before the Atlanta filmings. Um, yeah. And number two, it just... Jim Ross calling a match is great, but Jim Ross calling a match by itself that's slow and methodical and doesn't have a lot of excitement to it doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, I don't it, know. It, it. Yeah, it, I, I don't know. I wasn't really feeling it. But like I said, once again, I just I'm not feeling these whole empty arena things, are, you know, all the time as well. Right. Um, I just like I just. I feel as though if AEW, I, I feel like they should listen to Bischoff in this instance, which is take a I break. Feel like they should even go away, which is what they have been talking about doing. I think uh, in, in ways like like I think that they're they're, they're still pushing towards a double or nothing, which is not going to happen in Vegas. More than likely, it's going to happen, you know, on the closed set and stuff like that. But yep, and then calling it for a bit. Yeah, I, I think I think what they're actually thinking about doing is not doing uh, a show after that for a little bit until all of this dies down. Uh, because here's the thing. Even when they say, okay, we can start to open things back up, do you really think you're going to pack 60,000 people right now in places? No. No. <laughs> it's, it's just not going to happen. We're not uh, going to see that again till probably Ju- mid June, early July, and even then, I mean, it's not a guarantee. I mean, hell, right dude, now I, everything I, is. Go ahead. Yeah, I was about to say I, I go, I go a step further, man. I don't think we'll see it till next next year. This is true because we don't know how long this is going to carry out. Nothing's ever going to be the same after this. Not even sports. There's a lot of talk right now about a lot of sports going back to that old school way of filming the games and airing it on TV, which here's my thing with baseball, football, stuff like that. That could work because that is a competitive nature and we don't need like fans to watch that. We get excited watching it at home. But with wrestling, we were trained that fans reaction is makes wrestling everything. So that's why it comes off as flat and weird. Yeah, I just, I, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I haven't been feeling it, uh, and 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 I also feel like WWE is missing a huge opportunity as well. But uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about that uh, in just a few minutes here. But AEW still has been putting on uh, some good programming, and uh, you know, for, um, there's been some stuff that WWE has done that's pretty good. A lot of NXT stuff is good, but you know, I just like I said, I just I need the crowd. I think everyone needs the crowd and everything like that. And at first, you know, at first we were like, okay, well, 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 we can just power through this, you know. But then after a while, it's like, no, nah, I don't really want to power through with this for like three hours, you know, kind of thing. So, but uh, we're, we're going to take a, uh, uh, a commercial break right now because uh, we're going to get a word from uh, TMB Studios. Uh, and we're going to talk about what life is going to look like. Uh, when wrestling returns uh, to live crowd uh, after this. And we're also going to talk about the WWE Network 
Is there a huge error in it? Well, we're going to discuss that when we come back right after this. It's the Snowball Wrestling Network SWN podcast. Come on back. What's up, everybody? It is Blake Collins here with Chatter City. We are dropping the 411 on everything sports, includes baseball, football, basketball, anything and everything about sports, even the unique sports as well. Not only that, but we are also going to have spinoff shows related to the unique people within the CSRA area, talking about music, talking about movies, different things like that, so you do not ever want to miss out on an episode of Chatter City because I guarantee you, you will not only learn something, but you also have a heyday and a half as well. This is Blake Collins signing off with Chatter City. Have a blessed rest of your day. You are currently listening to SWN, the Stoball Wrestling Network on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here on the Stovall Wrestling Network, the SWM podcast right here on TMB Studios. And, of course, you can get us on Spotify, Google Play Radio, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Um, and I, of course, am Caleb Stovall back here with Chris Dickens. Hey. and. Yes. Before we before we even move on to anything else, I have got to talk about something that just popped up uh, online, breaking news, and I, I think the the world is going to go into a shock, and I think you will too. Really? Uh, All it, right. It deals with WWE, and this uh, was posted on Ringside News, and the headline it's a featured news article. WWE won't be in the live entertainment business after coronavirus pandemic. Whoa, what? Yep. And I, I'm going to go ahead and read some of the uh, the parts of this article. It says, uh, WWE's live event department was gutted following the widespread firing spree on April 15th. They don't have any live events going on, and Vince McMahon isn't certain what they're going to do yet. During WWE's first quarter 2020 financial call, Vince McMahon addressed what the company is going to do following the novel coronavirus pandemic. He expressed his doubt that they will be in the live event business anymore. His quote, I don't think we're going to be in the live event business like we were before. Uh, McMahon stated that there is a different learned behavior in terms of the consumer. If anyone can figure it out, we will. Uh, it's doubtful that you know anybody will want to fill a 50,000-seat venue anytime soon. He's not rushing live events to return. He's taking a realistic stance on it. And then he's quoted as saying, it will be more content-oriented, not live events, uh, as far as the future goes for WWE. Uh, typical content WWE produces will obviously need to change. It is a creative environment is the way I look at it. But man is confident that they will thrive when forced to be creative. Um, when it comes to how everyone will come out of the COVID-19 pandemic, Vince McMahon had the following to say, I don't want to comment on the future of the country, but I just know we're going to do well. Wow. That, that is a bombshell. Wow. Uh, okay. So we were wondering about how, you know, all of this stuff was going to, you know, continue to affect uh, things going forward and everything like that. Well, you just saw or you just heard right there. 
Um, of course, their live events obviously have been gutted by all of this because, um, you know, they've they've obviously had to cancel um, every live event that they had, you know, probably a year booked in advance and stuff like that. Um, so it, 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 it's no it, it's no wonder about that. But I want to go back to one specific thing that you said in there. OK, OK. They talked about that now they're going to be more of content provider. Did, did I hear that right? Yeah, more content driven than live event. So by that instance, what I'm hearing is more of a production company than a live event wrestling production company, I guess. Basically, yes, that's what it sounds like. Well, isn't that what they've always been going towards in a way? I mean, for God's sakes, they have WWE Studios. It seems that way, but it just didn't. Because I don't know, it doesn't make any sense. Well, here's the thing. All right, because th- th- this is all interesting to me because, all right, you know, y- y- you bring up that and. And, and I talked about this on the show last week with Bill and Jay, but I wanted to get your thoughts on this as well. Um, I saw a video from What Culture Pro Wrestling, and I always, you know, just like everything else, uh, take it with a grain of salt. But one of the things that they talked about, well, not one of the things, the thing that they talked about, the reason that it caught my attention was because it was it was 10 signs the WWE network has been a major error or something like that. And of course it's, you know, labeling all of the reasons why, you know, the network is not really doing well or, or WWE is, is not doing well, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But here's, here's what I've always maintained. Okay. About the network is I feel as though they're, the reason that it's not succeeding is because they're not running themselves like a, an actual network, like a channel. They're still like, you know, Vince McMahon is still trying to write for, you know, 15 different shows, basically. You know, that, that he's, he's, he thinks he's, you know, he thinks this is the 90s and the 80s where, you know, he has one show or several shows where he can just write everything, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not that kind of, like, he's become something else. And, and I, I credit him for that. I've always said that, 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 that that's why I like WWE. But the thing is, is I've, I've, I've always said that, that the reason that the network is not doing well is because they're not run like an actual network, like an actual channel or like an actual production uh, company, because you've had several shows. All right. And I'm, I'm going to name a few legends house camp WWE uh, WWE rivalries, WWE countdown um, and several other things unfiltered talking smack that were network essentials at one point. And they discontinued every single one of them. Uh, And I never 
understand why. And people say, well, they're not getting huge ratings. Well, it's an app. How are you going to determine what gets huge ratings? My thing is, 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 you know, they could have sold those shows as well to like USA to also put those on or something like that. Or ESPN. You know, ESPN, especially these days, is now like, oh shit, now we really are, you know, hurting for content right now when it comes to sports. Think if they have approached WWE and been like, hey, you know what? That's sports entertainment, you know, related. Can we get that on the on on our network? Yeah, sure. Here's money, blah, 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 you know? And I just feel as though that that that, that they're missing huge opportunities. When it comes to that stuff, am I am I am I off track in thinking that, Chris? Like, is that no. just me? No, I think that you know their catalog uh, of shows that they originally had on the network or brought out on the network that they've never continued on uh, right. was some of the best content that they had. Legends House was amazing. The, and I think, think the of how many that- seasons. And think of how I'm sorry to cut you off, but think of how many seasons you could have had of that. Well, a lot of the legends, you know, are dying off and stuff like that. There's legends. There's new legends every single day. Yeah, and not only that, you could have had it like oriented to different parts of history. Like you could have done a WCW Legends episode. You could have yeah. done an Extreme Legends House. Ooh, Can you imagine? Think of, oh my God, Tommy think Dreamer. Of how that would have been. Tommy Dreamer, Raven, the Sandman. Yeah, Rob I was Van about Damme. to say. I was about to say. You put Tommy Dreamer, Raven, Sandman, Taz, and New Jack. <laughs> and don't forget Sabu, because you got to have you got to have Sabu and Rob Van well, Dam. Well, then, well, then, well, then you got to put Rob Van Dam in that. I just said that, and, and just oh. you know, what, why aren't they on the TV screen as much? Well, because they're probably back, you know, in one of the rooms away from the camera, smoking pot. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just, there's, there's a million. That's the thing I've always, it like, I've always tried, like when the network was launched, I said, I said, you know, this will be a brilliant idea if they run it right. Because when I first saw it, I thought, man, you see, McMahon has realized that he is in the position to where not only can he present wrestling, but he can present other forms of entertainment that branch off from that. You see that with Total Divas. People might think, oh, well, that's that's annoying as shit. Well, guess what? There are women that sit there and watch just those types of shows, and they don't even give a fuck what the profession is that the girls have. They're not wrestling yep. fans. They don't give a fuck about wrestling, but they love the drama that Total Divas brings. So I, I don't blame them for that one and, and, and that one. And then you've got, you know, The Miz, his new TV series and stuff like that, which is a WWE produced show. It's just for USA as well. Yep. But it's a WWE produced show. And then here's another one that I, I still don't understand why they canceled it. Holy Foley. Like you're going to tell me that that. That uh, VH1 or something wasn't going to pick that show up. I mean, it could have went. It could have even went on Comedy Central because some Hell, aspects of that show was funny. 
Well, hell, it could have gone on USA. <laughs> it could have went anywhere. It could have. It, it could have gone anywhere. That's the thing, though. I, I just, I don't understand why they keep, you know, canceling everything. Is 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 there something I'm missing there, Chris? Uh, I don't know if it's production costs or just the fact that they run out of ideas for it and they just drop them. But I don't know. I hey, just think here, how can crazy. you run out of ideas for it though when it's not the same people doing the wrestling show? Yeah, I know. It's just I don't get it. It's just like the Edging Christian show that totally reeked of awesomeness. Oh my God! I thought I thought. Here's my thing. I did not understand how that show and um, Camp WWE didn't get picked up by Adult Swim. I mean, they yeah. could have easily sold. They could have easily sold Camp WWE to Adult Swim because, for one, Seth um, uh, Seth, Seth Green. Green, yeah, yeah, Seth Green was. The creator He's the one that created that show, yes. I'm sitting there, go- and, and he clearly has a great relationship with Adult Swim. <laughs> yeah, of course. So you know, he could have, I, I, it just, I don't know. To me, that there, there's opportunities that they're missing there. Uh, uh, continue, though. But it just, yeah, it irks me sometimes. I'll see a show on there that, you know, is is an awesome show, and then all of a sudden it's no longer on the network. They're not showing any new episodes. It's done. But, you know, all these other programs that are, I mean, Dumpster Fire keep getting renewed on there. I mean, <laughs> even uh, Legends with JBL was a good yeah. talk show. Didn't carry on. Yeah. Well, that, just, I don't know. Absolutely. WWE makes some you of the have, dumbest you have damn those decisions. Kind of shows. Well, you have those kind of shows. And I also felt like, you know, this that could have been a great way for them to get out of the live uh, events thing a long time ago. Because to me, I'm just like, I just, I've never seen the point of house shows. I don't get them at this point. They're, they're, they don't sell. Because everybody knows what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. We might see it once in a blue moon, the United States title change hands. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Like, you know, there's, there's nothing significant that goes on at these house shows. You needed to get rid of those a long time ago, in my opinion. Yep. And now it looks like they're going to be forced to. What, where do you think that they're going to go from here then? Do you think that they're actually going to uh, like become now more of a, I guess, a production company that creates new content rather than a live entertainment? I got a feeling that's, that's what it's, where we're about to go. Um, one of the things I did see in another statement was that they were going to produce a lot more of the mini-movies like they did with... Uh, WrestleMania with, uh, you know, the um, Firefly Funhouse match. And can't, you know, say course, I'm, uh, I can't say I wouldn't look forward to that. <laughs> right. And, of course, you know, what they did with Taker and AJ Styles was phenomenal. No pun intended. Um, right. 
but I would love to see more stuff like that. So if they could pull that stuff off and do it very well, maybe just maybe this whole uh, novel coronavirus pandemic was a blessing in disguise. And we're going to get a different side of WWE that we've been craving for a long time. Well, who knows? I I, I really don't know uh, at, at this point. Um and, and, you know, I, I'm curious where AEW is going to go. Like, you know, NWA, ROH, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, what, what do you think the future holds for these companies? Because clearly we're not going to be able to pack wrestling fans in, a, in you know, a crowded area right now. It just it, it, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, you know, I, like. I don't even know if the NWA is going to be able to do, you know, the power tapings at this point, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not worried about, you know, NWA having to do the power tapings because once the, uh, once the shelter in place is lifted and the whole band is over, they can go back to taping. They don't necessarily need a full crowd there. They can tape or, or they can have, you know, a crowd with distancing. They have the ability to do that at the GPD, uh, GPB studios. They have that ability. Now, as far as going into a giant arena or anything like that, I don't see it getting packed out, and it, it may just come off weird. But uh, WWE could possibly bring a few fans into the Performance Center and you know seat them accordingly, and we'd still have that live audience feel. And that would give you what you've been craving for a long time, is an actual smaller set in a smaller building um, with a with a with a different atmosphere, more of a studio atmosphere, which well, is probably I, which I, way they're probably going to go. I, I've been saying that for a long time. I'm so sick of seeing, you know, big arenas like I get them. I, I get why don't you know, don't don't misconstrued. It's just from a seeing eye perspective. I like I like seeing the outlines of different places, and when you have like that those indoor arenas like that, it just uh, you know it, it's the same visual. But then, then you go in, you know, like a different location, and it has a different feel to it, you know. Yeah, and 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 you know, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I, I don't know. Who do you think is is in the most trouble not wwe right now or anything like that but uh do you think aew nwa roh mlw um Uh, if i had to go if i had to say anything i would say uh roh oof in all honesty because yeah they're owned by sinclair broadcasting but at the same time if things are going to get cut by major corporations, they're a dead weight to Sinclair. So I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. Um, I, I, you know that that's a very it's a very strong possibility. Um, you know, New Japan probably you know they, they'll find a way uh, to do it regardless because um, they always have. Um, you know, that I can see, you know, MLW, though, 
they were on a bit of a roll there. That they had some momentum going. Where do you they what did. do you see happening for them? Well, the fact that they have that contract with uh, BN Sports, and and you know the fact that it's the same kind of contract WWE had with uh, USA and even with Fox, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't see them going anywhere. Uh, I see them maybe just you know taking a break for a minute and then coming back stronger than before. Um, and it's the same thing with NWA. Take a break, come back stronger than before because, like we said, you have the people the opportunity to miss you, and that's what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, and, and, and here was the thing that sucked for me about the NWA was because I felt like, dude, like, I mean, obviously when I saw AEW live, you know, I, I became obviously like the biggest AEW mark uh, from then on. But really what I thought was the best one that I have seen so far has been the NWA. I just think that they're I, I love the truly like old style presentation, but with the modern feel and. It wasn't a bunch of choreographed moves, you know. It, it felt like the old, you know, WCW Saturday Night, you know, uh, things going on uh, and stuff like that. And I and I was really looking forward to um, what they were going to do with the Crockett Cup in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, if if how big the crowd was going to be, and uh, I was even trying to get, you know, I was going to uh, try to get me and you to go to that. Um, right. Hopefully we still can w- when they do it, you know. Um, but I-, I was really looking forward to that, and it just sucks that you know. I I, I just I I hope that their momentum, you know, continues to grow from here because I really thought they had a lot of momentum. Yeah, they they had so much momentum until this hit and. I don't think their momentum is going anywhere. I honestly believe that, you know, you, you can't kill what's already died before, okay? And the NWA was dead before it got in the hands of uh, Billy Corgan. So I think, you know, he has a plan. And obviously right now there's a fork in the road. Uh, and he's got to choose which direction he wants to go. But I think he's going to make the right choice. And once this is all said and done and everything's over with, we're going to see a stronger National Wrestling Alliance, and it's it's going to be incredible to watch. Uh, yeah, I, I hope you're right, because like I said, I, I was really enjoying what, what they were bringing uh, and stuff like that. And I was enjoying MLW, and of course, I'm enjoying AEW. And, you know, maybe this will be a good thing, like we said, for WWE even, because now it's going to force them to think more about content rather than live event content. Uh, and maybe th- th- this will be good for them. I, who knows? You know, I, I really don't know. But, um, you know, that's that's why we call this, you know, the, the future talk of or, you know, the future question mark talk, you know, what what could happen uh, in the world of pro wrestling. But when we come back, we're going to talk about what has happened in the past 
of pro wrestling uh, during the month of April even. And you're not going to want to miss it because we're going to talk about something that happened from WCW 2000. Ooh, that's going to be good. Come on back with us. It's Stovall Wrestling Network. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to TMB Studios. I am Christian Fury, a.k.a. Jay Garganis, and I am a host of the brand new series, WLW. We love wrestling with my co-host, Survivor Pain, Bill Blanchard, as heard on The Shootout. We're going to get things fired up here real soon, so stay tuned. Be ready, because we love wrestling. sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMP Studios. All right, we are back here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. And of course, we've talked about the present, the future. Now let's talk about the past. Let's talk about something that was going on uh, in the month of April Um, That's what I'm going to try to do when it comes to these past subjects. Sometimes that's not always going to happen. I just like to mix it up. But I will talk about something that did happen in the past here. There was a a brand new sort of reboot going on for World Championship Wrestling at this time. Uh, Chris, at, at this time, WCW was in a bad way uh, is that is that the understatement of the year oh uh, yeah that's very much an understatement uh wcw was in a bad way um i i don't think you could hit that uh, they were in a very 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 bad way uh around that time um in the early yeah, 2000s a lot of- yeah, a lot of stuff was going on uh, internally, uh, behind the scenes, uh, you know, bad management, bad uh, creative, um, just a lot of uncertainty going on in the company uh, and everything like that. But there were those who were trying to salvage what they could um, to, uh, to really, I guess, uh, restart the company or, or kickstart the company. Again, now remember at one point, right? At one point, Nitro was the highest rated wrestling show of all time. Yeah, at one one point, they had that record. It was bigger than Raw, it was bigger than anything uh, that had been done in wrestling, bigger than Starcade, even you know, bigger than WrestleMania. Uh, it was their flagship show. Uh, unfortunately, by this point, uh, the ratings ha- were were definitely on the decline. I mean, I mean, they they, they were just they were non-existent at this point. Um, and so they 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 had to come up with an idea. They had to relaunch WCW. They had to kind of make a new image for WCW. Uh, make new characters for WCW, uh, make new storylines. They, 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 they needed something new. They needed something fresh, and they needed an idea. And so they, they thought of a reboot idea of sorts for this company. And um, 
We're going to talk about that idea. The idea was, uh, well, first of all, behind the scenes, uh, they wanted to have Eric Bischoff uh, come back and help, you know, relaunch and 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 re uh, get a lot of the momentum that WCW had lost um, when he was running it. And of course, I'm talking about Eric Bischoff. Uh, they wanted Eric Bischoff to come back in and help them uh, uh, out. But then they also wanted uh, some new fresh ideas. So then they called in one. Oh, fuck, I, I got to do it. Bro. They called oh, in God. one fucking bro named Vince Russo. I was single-handedly responsible for the Attitude Era. The, it was all my fucking idea. It just was. Now, the brawl you know, for uh, all, I didn't do that. I fucking did. Anyways, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> if there was a point where Cornette would have came out, that would have been the perfect time, but it's not the time nor the place. Uh, well, no, no, not not, not even then. No, there's uh, six foot be- distancing, and he's already like 120 feet away from him. <laughs> right? Dumb Anyways. motherfucker! Anyways, oh god. Anyways, um, so they come up with this idea though to have uh, Bischoff and Russo basically the, they're running WCW. So they, you know, Russo has always wanted to be one of these guys that does reality based uh, yeah. stuff, even though he likes Jerry Springer stuff. Okay. Uh, anyways, um, so they come up with this idea. Which is, which is essentially going to be the new blood of WCW versus the Millionaire's Club of WCW, I guess. And so this idea, uh, basically, well, the way that it is executed, as it has Bischoff and Russo running the new blood, and then it has the Millionaire's Club fighting uh, for their place still in WCW. And it's... Because of all of the narrative on online at the time that was about, oh, you know, WCW is not pushing any new stars. All they're pushing are these old guys and, and, and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. So WCW fed into that and they wanted to create this sort of, you know, storyline that they could have fun with, with the New Blood versus the Millionaires Club. And, you know, this... This storyline has got to go down, Chris. You know, when you watch it from front to back, if you can make it that long, it's got to go down as one of the most confusing fucking ideas I've ever seen in wrestling. It it really is. Like, it it becomes so convoluted afterward that you're just like, wait. Wait, who's who's on whose side here? You know, like it's it 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 just it it shows why I'm just like I really don't know how Vince Russo had a job in wrestling. I really don't. Yeah, it just it baffles my mind. Um, and honestly, this could have been a great idea. Yes, it, it could have worked out perfectly. You know, the, yeah. the new generation versus uh, the old generation. 
Yeah, and 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 I was gonna say, like, it's it's funny because I see where the idea is. I see where it could have been a good idea, but mistake number one was having Bischoff and Russo join forces. I always thought that it should be Vince Russo goes with the new blood. And, and Bischoff Eric goes with the millionaires. Exactly. And you can blur the lines. Like, like you don't even need people really to be good guys versus bad guys right now. It's more just who do the fans like, you know, kind of thing. I get that. Like, like I would get it if it was like that. But instead, they put Bischoff and Russo together, I guess, to sort of create these insurmountable odds for the Millionaires Club. But just everything I saw, like, with it, I just, like, I remember seeing, so, like, from this, we get the Spring Stampede 2000 pay-per-view, right? Yeah, on April 16th. Yeah, and it has a total of 14 fucking matches on this damn thing. 14 matches. That's a lot of matches. And a lot of those matches feature the same motherfuckers. (laughs) Like, Sting wrestled three times that night. Ric Flair and Lex Luger wrestled twice. Shane Douglas and Buff Bagwell wrestled twice. Uh, it's just, it's so. I, I, I don't, I, I don't like, 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 like. Where did this start to go wrong for you, Chris? Started to go wrong when Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo first announced that all titles were vacated. They did that on April tenth on a, a Monday Nitro. Right. Okay, and then uh, not even six days later, they have tournaments at Spring Stampede to determine new champions. Okay, first off, if you're going to do a storyline of new blood versus old school, don't strip everybody of the belts. Have them actually fight for the opportunity to face these old champions. Makes more sense. So that's where it went wrong for me, number one. Number two, uh, I go back with you. Bischoff and Russo should never have joined forces. And honestly, they should never have had uh, Listen Up Slap Nuts as one of the leaders of the New Blood as well. <laughs> Don't get me I wrong. I agree completely. I Don't never get me thought wrong. he could cut a promo in WCW. Well, really- well, here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. Jeff Jarrett, uh, you know, they tried to push him to the moon and back. But he never should have been on the new blood side. Honestly, he should have been with the Millionaires Club. Why? Because his daddy, Jerry Jarrett. Boom. He has wrestling ties. He has that connection. He's not a young guy. He's been with WCW before. He's been, you know, he's wrestled with Colonel Parker and all that. He should have been part of the Millionaires Club. It would have right. made more sense. But instead, no, we, we, we take this and we turn it around and all it is is just. Uh, well, because he was the chosen one, which I don't know. Who oh, said God. That. I'm, I'm Ch- guessing that was chosen Russo, one. But... You ruined the cowboy song for me for Kid Rock. 
forever. <laughs> I, I never even knew that he came out to that. And then I was like, wait a minute, for real? Is it? Yeah. Is, it, is this for real? He, he seriously came down. Hey, at least, I, it, hey, man, it'll never be, though. Big mouth talking, my world, my world. Mm-hmm. Or the or the 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 infamous laugh. <laughs> yeah, he ain't anyway. now. He ain't the Rock. <laughs> but but even so, right? Then you had guys that I felt you missed opportunities with: Kidman, Vampiro. You know, we're trying to get these guys over, right? So why are we making them heal? And having them go up against the old fucks. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Is that it backfired on them. The new blood wasn't getting the pop that they thought they would. It was the millionaires club that was getting the pop. Because they're the ones that people are familiar with. So all of a sudden it becomes like the new blood are the bullies to the older guys. And and it, it flipped the script. It's kind of like you made the rock. A baby face, and nobody liked it, so he became a heel. Here, you tried well, to actually, make... actually, everybody liked it, though, when The Rock... Well, they liked it when face. he went heel. After They didn't like it when he was a face. But here, you tried to make the Millionaire's Club like the heels, and they come off as the baby faces because they're the ones I, we've been no, watching see, for years. No, see, but if, if you watch that Nitro, right, they were always trying to make the Millionaire's Club... Uh, the faces, which I always thought that they should make those guys the heels. And you could even that could have been Sting's like first heel run in WCW. Like his well, I guess he had a little mini one in 1999, but he could have really had one right here. Where it's well, like, I mean, no, when you when you look at the the list of the wrestlers in the Millionaires Club. A lot of those guys were, were, you know, icons of our generation. Right. Sting, you know, um, Hulk Flair. Hogan, Ric Flair, Diamond Lex Dallas Luger. Page, Kurt Henning, Lex Luger, you know, and then, and then of course, you know, fan favorite Goldberg, Randy Savage, Terry Funk, for Christ's sake. Terry freaking Funk. Right. We're all part of the Millionaires Club. We're going to cheer for them. They're going to be, you know, the guys that we're going to go for. And and then you look at the you look at the new blood. Okay, Jeff Jarrett automatically just and Vince Russo both. Like what the fuck, really? And then and, you, all you have was Chris Candido, Billy Kidman, Vampiro, The Wall. Yeah, <laughs> Big Vito. Uh, <laughs> if I could be serious for a minute, yeah, Lance Storm. Uh, Shane Douglas, Buff Bagwell, all them. Good and, God. And meet himself, Sean Stasiak. <laughs> hey, I don't care what anyone says, though. I was down with Chronic. Chronic was yeah, awesome. Yeah, Chronic. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just thought the two worked well as a tag team. I was they just did. like, that's a bad They worked great. But here's the, here's the thing. Is... A lot of the stuff they tried to do didn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I, it really didn't. Like, there would just, it would just, like, every single week, I had no idea whether or not I was supposed to hate Scott Steiner or like him. 
And, and okay, let's let's touch on something else. It, well, right. uh, when you put it on a thirty-seven degree axis, and, and you go into the equinox, <laughs> you don't know which direction you're going to go. Uh, you get a forty-five degree angle that make you like Scott Steiner, and then there's a ninety-five degree angle that says Scott Steiner sucks. Okay, but but you have to divide that by um, Hulk Hogan's hairpiece, and, and then you'll get your actual reaction. Are you Sorry. are you? Okay, I'm trying to yeah. do Scott Steiner math here, and it's not working out too well. It's like doing Common Core. It doesn't fucking make any sense. <laughs> yeah. well, but I, let's I, look at – I, I want to talk about one storyline that really, really threw me for a loop. All right. And that was Vince Russo's obsession with destroying Ric Flair. Yeah, I don't – I never understood it myself. Yeah, it, and it brought the entire Flair family in it, and it had David as part of the new blood. And it just come off as, you know, like, let's destroy the man's career more. That's what it yeah. felt like. Uh, dude, I mean, they say a lot of things about Russo that, like, he had an ego, and he would book himself like that. And... I thought, well, that might be, you know, over, like, like I thought that might be, you know, dramatizing it or something like that. But then I saw the Brawl for All episode, and the Brawl for All literally from his mouth was JBL was a big bully, and I wanted to shut him up. So I don't, I don't, you know, deny that. Like, 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 I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, it comes off, we we saw it, you know, in the culmination um, when, uh, you know, Bischoff and Hogan left WCW, and they did that uh, work-to-shoot promo when Russo did it. Yeah. Well, apparently, according to Bischoff, they, you know, the, the plan was for Hogan... Or, or for Jeff to lay down to Hogan and him to walk out with the belt like that. And then, you know, Booker T wins it at the end of the night. And, you know, he goes on like a little bit of a title run. And then Hogan comes back and says, nah, brother, this is the world title. I never got beat for this, blah, blah, blah. And that was what it was supposed to be. But then Russo apparently went into business for himself and cut that promo on Hogan or something like that. And I, I, I don't know what to believe on that one. That, that, that shit is just, it, it, it's just, it's stupid. Like, like what happened just to making a good wrestling product? which is something that WD, that WCW had not done in a while when it came to that. I get what they were going for, changing the colors, changing the looks, changing the set. You know, it, it, that, that's something I wanted to ask you about those about that 2000 set. You know, they had that big, huge, I guess, Titan Tron um, or, or I guess, you know, Turner Tron. Uh, yeah, Turner Tron. Turner Vision is what it was called. Oh, okay. Well, what did you think of those sets? Not not only the Nitro set, but the Thunder set. Uh, I mean, 
They were a little bit smaller. But it was just... I thought they were bigger. Because, you know, like, like the Nitro looked like the pay-per-view sets that they were using at the time. It, it looked really, really good, in my opinion. Yeah. But, you know... I understood just... what they were going for, but, I mean, just... It... <sighs> There were so many things wrong with WCW at that time. Yeah, it didn't matter what, what they did. There was no way to come out of it. Yeah. And here's what, here's the thing, right? I was listening to 83 Weeks um, this past Monday, and they were talking about Spring Stampede 2000, which is why I got the idea to talk about it here. And he was saying that, well, you know, in context for what was going on and stuff like that, I felt like this was a pretty good show. We, we accomplished what we were trying to accomplish and everything like that. I'm sitting there going, dude, like, how can you defend something that clearly did not work? It's not a, it, it's not a question of, Hey, I wonder if, I wonder if this could work or if it couldn't work. No, it literally didn't work. So, like, how can you sit there and defend that stuff? There's no way. (laughs) It's just... uh, Go ahead. No, no, I just... I I, I got no words for it. I I just... I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I see... The idea of where they were going. But you had way too many gimmick matches. You had, like, WCW had become, you know, or or was trying to become, I guess, an attitude error or East. Even, like, they were trying to have relaxed rules. In fact, they really had no rules in every matchup at that point. Um, It's just... It just and and I get the idea of what they were going for, and to me, it would have been better had it been had it been Russo on the New Blood side, and then you had uh, Bischoff on the Millionaires Club side, and it would have been a power struggle, and it would have like you know it just there were so many more things that that they could have done, but hey, you know it, it is what it is. And you saw the end result, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you might not have seen it because not a lot of people saw it. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is, but, you know, that, it's, it's, that's just the way things go, I guess. But, yeah, uh, and yeah. It's a part of history now, and it's a good learning lesson, I guess you could say. Well, some people didn't learn their lesson, as we saw. <laughs> Some they never do. Learn lesson. They heard it and went, "Hey, let's let's recopy that to your night." Yeah, forty-four. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, but anyways, yeah, that was the past um, in, in wrestling history. But you should definitely go check it out. Go go see for yourself if you think it's a good idea. Um, you know, let us know if you think it wasn't. 
or you can see where it was a good idea, let us know. You know, hit us up on Facebook at Stovall or at SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to chat uh, and everything like that. And uh, as far as this week, Chris, I do believe we are out of time. Yeah, we we are out of time. It's just uh, we could talk so much about, you know, the history of WCW. We could talk about what's currently going on in wrestling, but we've got to save content for next week, folks. Yeah, no. We, I, I'm going to sound like Vince McMahon here. We've got content to create. We're not trying to do live events each and every time. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were about to break into a Daniel Main thing. Like that's not like Daniel well, Main. Well, here's the thing, Caleb. Oh God, content's got to be saved, and people got to crave it. You know, like <laughs> we said uh, earlier in the podcast, like you and Dickens said earlier in the podcast, you've got to make people want it more, and and people are gonna love hearing you and Chris talk about that old school WCW stuff and. And things like that. Um, I really don't care about it. I care about when you talk about production stuff. Um, Chris <laughs> can't produce for nothing. I'm going to create my own podcast. It's going to be called the Daniel Main Experience. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of Gary Newman songs and a lot of Mountain Dew ads. I promise you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Daniel. He's going to kill oh, me when God. he sees me again. Chris, why uh, did you do that to me? You know I have a job over here in Columbia County that I got to attain to, and they heard that stuff on there, and they swear to God, they thought it was me. Well, Daniel, because it was you, I just channeled you uh, for a moment. Is that why I fell asleep at the computer for a moment? That's exactly what happened. Chris, stop getting in my head. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you have issues you need to work on anyway. <laughs> yes. Split personality uh, syndrome. But- yeah, right. But uh, but thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us here on uh, this week on the Stovall Wrestling Network. We will be back here, and it looks like it's going to be every Tuesday uh, that we are going to be having a brand new episode. A- am I right on that, Chris? Yes, every Tuesday you will get your fix for SWN. It will be here waiting for you. All right. Well, that's awesome to hear. And, of course, we will always cover the past, the present, and the future of wrestling right here on the Stovall uh, Wrestling Network. Uh, I hope you all, though, I hope you're still staying safe, staying healthy. And, of course, we're going to get through all of this together. We are going to be back in social environments and enjoying uh, not just pro wrestling, but we'll be enjoying uh, sports concerts the works it, 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 it's gonna happen it, it just might take some time but you know that's okay we, we, it, 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 it will happen uh, again I can promise you that folks uh, but yeah that is it though for uh, here on the Stovall Wrestling Network and of course if you want to check out uh, some other wrestling talk check me out on an Evolve Entertainment Review or an Evolve uh, review, rather. I'm sorry, an Evolve review, um, where by Evolved Entertainment. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, an Evolve review on Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, join myself and, of course, the host of the show, uh, James Caleb Kitchens. 
as we talk about Dark Side of the Ring uh, in each episode that airs on that. Uh, and, and we dive deep into it and we discuss uh, all about it. So join me on that along with James Caleb Kitchens. Look out for that on uh, Facebook. You can join us on Facebook uh, and Evolve Review. Well, Chris... I believe that's it for this week, my man. Uh, it was great. It was great uh, hearing from you again. I'm glad you got oh, back yeah. on the show this week. Most definitely. And I'll be back and next week, too. Yeah, I can promise you that one. All right. Well, we're glad to hear it. So uh, we'll have Chris on the show next week, and we'll be talking all about pro wrestling right here on the Stoval Wrestling Network. It's the S. WN Podcast. I am your host, Caleb Snowball, and I am out. Happy wrestling, everybody. <laughs>